What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Phil and Leroy the Judgmental Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is Phil over here. And I'm Leroy. So what's going on, Phil? Not much. Just getting ready for them Eagles. Was you was you watching the uh, first game today? Are you watching that? N- no, I forgot all about it. Yeah, I was up early watching it. It's still on now. So like Phil said, today we got the Eagles at home going against the Jacksonville Jaguars with, with our returning coach, Doug Peterson. It's a home game for Eagles at Lincoln Financial Field. The Eagles are 6.5 point favorites, and the over and under is 43.5. So, uh, what do you think about the uh, 6.5 point favorites? Um, I think it, uh, well, because they got a good defense, and Doug Peterson got them playing pretty good because usually that team is trash, but he got Mm -hmm. them playing pretty good. So, I guess I think the Eagles will win by more than six, but. That's cool. I had uh, I had a, a, a total score of 45. Okay, so you have it over uh, 43.5. Mm-hmm. So, in injury fronts, Shaquille Griffin and Zay Jones for the Jaguars are questionable. I don't know if they're playing. For the Eagles, Avanti Maddox is out with an ankle injury. And they said earlier this week that Boston Scott wasn't playing with a rib injury. But he's not listed in the injuries uh, uh, category. Well, he didn't he didn't practice none this week, so I don't know if he's playing or not. Uh, that's Boston Scott. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't really have. A, oh yeah, your boy your boy is coming back to Philadelphia. Your boy you met on Wednesday, uh, Tony Khan. He's coming back for his Jaguars on. Uh, coming back for his Jaguars today, back in Philadelphia. So uh, I don't know what that's. What you mean, Metal Wednesday? Tony Khan, the guy that was jumping up and down, that was doing the speeches after the uh, matches was over with, with the curly hair. Oh, oh, okay. He's he uh, the cons. They they own the Jag Jaguars, and he works there. I don't know what his. Um, they have a soccer team also. He he does the soccer team. He works for the Jaguars, and he does the all pro all elite. Um, Rustling. I don't know what his title uh, there for the Jaguars, but he'll be there. He's always in uh, in uh he's always on the bench and everything. So yeah, I really don't have much to say other than Doug Peterson's coming back. Uh, I hope they run the ball since the weather isn't really all that good today mm-hmm. here in Philadelphia. So I hope they run the ball more than passing. We say that every week, and sometimes they do, rarely, and sometimes they, most of the time they don't. Right, and, uh, and like. Like we always say, uh, with their quarterback uh, Lawrence being so young, you put pressure on them, you can you can disrupt their whole offense. So we need to bring that pressure like we did last week. Right. Yeah. Bring the pressure and run the football more. Right. And they 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 uh quarterback and passing game is probably better than their running attacks. So and they don't really have good runners, but they got good running backs. They just don't know how to use them yet. Right. So right. we'll see. So my prediction was uh, thirty-one to ten to Eagles. What's yours? Thirty-one ten. Yes. Uh, I what did I have? I can't remember what I had. Like I think I had like thirty-one fourteen something like that. Okay, so we closed then. All right, so I I kind of blasted through this uh, <laughs> pregame show because I wanted to talk about two attack of a lower injury. Um. Harvard Chris, uh, Chris Nowinski was on the Dan Levitar show. You know, Harvard Chris was a former pro wrestler and got the concussion. And 
I guess he went back to school and worked on uh, work. He's a neuroscientist now and he worked on, you know, concussions and mm-hmm. everything. And that's when he had contacted the, um, the doctor, the doctor uh, from Pittsburgh, the one that Will Smith portrayed in uh, the concussion mm-hmm. movie about about, you know, working on concussions and stuff. So on a movie on a movie, Will Smith was like playing two characters because uh, the doctor wasn't really into the concussion stuff. Chris, Chris Nowinski brought the concussion stuff to him and he said, oh, yeah, you might be right. And it was like working on it with all that stuff. And they became, you know, together mm-hmm. and doing that. So he's an advocate on, you know, uh, concussions and everything. And he was on Dan Levitard's show. Uh, I think this was Friday. So I'm going to play it. It's 12 minutes. It's rather long. So uh, I don't know if you want to listen to it all or not. If you want to just stop it, just just say so. And I'll just stop it. And we can just end it. So uh, here's the interview with Chris Gawinski on Dan Levitard's show. The big story of the night, obviously, in sports last night was Tua Tungavailoa going down in a way that made people really uncomfortable seeing how violent football is and his fingers splayed because it seemed like it was obvious after he was taken off on a stretcher that he had a concussion. Oh, by the way, I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, Chris Nowinski had tweeted about uh, Tua playing uh, before the game started that something bad might happen since he had that concussion. Oh, I mean, back injury on Sunday. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And and it seemed also obvious that it was his second concussion in a couple of weeks, even though the Dolphins were saying it's a back injury. Chris Nowinski is the founding CEO. Yeah, that was four days ago. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, four days from the game they played, of course. Of concussion of the Concussion Legacy Foundation. He's a neuroscientist. He's an author. He's a speaker. He's a former uh, wrestler, professional wrestler. And six hours before the game last night, he tweeted, "If Tua takes the field tonight, it's a massive step back for concussion care in the NFL. If he has a second concussion that destroys his career or season, everyone involved will be sued and should lose their jobs, coaches included. We all saw it." Even they must know that this isn't right. Obviously, that tweet went viral because you sent it before the game and everybody was pretty desert, uh, disturbed by the visuals last night. So thank you for making the time. This is a bit of a cause for you, correct? Can you just take everyone's disturbed about that image? I didn't see that dead hit and them crinkle on hand fingers damn near 20 times. And that wasn't even from sports broadcast. That was from like the regular news and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Take us through before we get into what happened last night with Tua, just why this is such a personal cause to you. Yeah, uh, 19 years ago, uh, after playing football at Harvard, I wrestled for the WWE and had a very bright future on Monday Night Raw. And I had a number of concussions, including two in a month, that at the time I didn't understand were concussions, so I didn't report them. Uh, But the second one in a month uh, gave me permanent post-concussion syndrome, ended my career, changed my life, changed everything. Um, and in trying to get better, I learned that everything we we're doing about concussions in sports was wrong. And I made it my mission to change that. And, you know, up until tonight or last night, I thought we were changing it. Do you feel comfortable? Obviously, you feel comfortable diagnosing him based on the video you saw last week that the Dolphins are saying is back related and the NFLPA wants uh, more studying of the concussion protocol. 
uh, even though you're a PhD. Personally, I think if a player is under concussion protocol, you should already just lose a game. You should automatically just not well, play the next week. Go ahead. That's how, that is how it is. No, because uh, one of our players was on concussion protocol and they played the following game. I forget who it was. It might have been a, it might have been a, a weekend or maybe they had a day off, uh, a bye week or something. You're no, this to, was this you're supposed season. to you're supposed to miss like 11 or 12 games. No, I mean, this uh, was, days. This was this season. I forget who it was. Somebody yeah, was on the con- season and came right back. Somebody was on the concussion protocol and uh, they played the following game. Sure I forget who it was. Oh, I'm positive. They was on the concussion protocol. All right, well, find out and let me know because I need to look into that too. D, uh, can you make that distinction conclusively just watching a video? So a concussion is diagnosed. It's a clinical diagnosis, but there are signs. There's, you separate concussions and the signs of symptoms. So when I had headaches, I didn't tell anybody about those were symptoms. But when you have obvious outward signs, um, you can actually diagnose concussion from video. But in this case, what he showed last week was grabbing his head when he hit the ground, which is a sign, and then getting up and taking two steps backwards, which is a sign, and then, get, then taking two steps forward and shaking his head like this, which is a classic clear the cobwebs for anyone that's ever had a concussion, and means you have a visual disturbance, which is 100% of the time a concussion. And then he fell, and then he had to be held up by his teammates. So when you put those five things together, uh, I am certain he had, a con- I mean, 99.9999% certain he had a concussion. You, we can go, let's go that far. And any, any doctor worth of salt assumes a concussion in that case because you cannot rule it out either. He never should have gone back in the game. And then if he's your star player, he's never back in five days. Like that's just end of story. Uh, terrible management twice in five days that uh, it put him at horrible risk for what happened tonight. And, and hopefully... You know, who knows what go happens from here? You can die from second impact syndrome when you have two two of these hits in a week. You can have careers end. My careers ended. This, I mean, it's uh, it's an embarrassment to everybody involved. You're saying, as I mentioned, if he has a second concussion that destroys his season or career, everyone involved will be sued and should lose their jobs, coaches included. You know the climate of the NFL. You know the pressure to get back out there. Tell me what went wrong here, because you're saying there's no circumstance, and obviously we can play the result now, but you're saying there's no circumstance he should have been playing last night, that you could, that that's an easy call from your living room. Yeah, I mean, if you care about him as a human being, because he showed five signs of a concussion, one of which doesn't happen in any other circumstance, um, you can make this call, and what should have happened is that he should have been Jordan, Jordan Maalea had a concussion on August the 4th and he came back to practice on August the 9th. No, absolutely not. You said practice. I'm talking about a game. Yeah, but, but he's still, well, you're practicing, so you're still yeah, banging but you your can, head. You can, have somebody, you can have somebody go light during practice. That's nah, uh, game you, you shouldn't shoot up, period, if you had a concussion. That's what I mean. If you no, have a concussion, not, no, you shouldn't no. shoot up, period. No, pra- you don't know what he did at practice, though. They could have just had him do walkthroughs and just on his own shit. That's not yeah, the same. Right. That's not the same yeah, as right. the game. No, no. If you have a con, I guarantee you they're gonna change this now. If you under concussion, if you under concussion protocol, you shouldn't even suit up. I bet you they'll change it now because you shouldn't be playing. You shouldn't be out in that type of position doing drills and everything after you suffer con- concussion anyway. Because all that bouncing, you can suffer it again. Rested so that his brain could recover. And, and frankly, it, this is such a, a, such 
a medical disaster that if I'm Tua and I, I recover from this, which is not guaranteed, um, I might say I don't want to play for this team anymore because uh, what they did, like no doctor should have. And uh, Dr. Chris being a doctor, and I assume he has some type of money, he has some damn bad internet. But I I do agree right or wrong with him. Like, first of all, even if Tua wanted to play, players always want to play. You expect your medical team and staff and stuff to, like, help protect you. And if they throw you out there to the wolves like that, then that shows they don't really care about you. So I'd be, like, trying to get the fuck away from the Dolphins. Believed him when he said his back hurt. And just think about the other side of that. He never grabbed his back. He never gave any indication his back hurt from the video. So, like, any doc, we know players have been honest for years that they've lied about concussions. When a doctor went to the field, they always say, it's my knee, it's my ankle. They try to distract them. Any doctor should know this. Um, this this should not be happening in 2022. And we have to think about two as a human being. We have former NFL players developing CTE, uh, dying by suicide. Su- uh, one concussion doubles your risk of suicide in the rest of your life. This is a da- disaster. What can you tell me about the way that his fingers were splayed in front of his face, which is one of the things that disturbed people so much, seeing uh, what was obviously the inability to control hands that were frozen? Yeah, so I'm assuming uh, that this was a result of the fencing posture. So the fencing posture is is rare, and it's a sign of a serious brain injury where your arms, one or two, are, are stuck straight out when you're unconscious. The boxing um, and it means that your brainstem is involved in the yes injury. So I'm I, it, uh, there could be something else, but it looks like that. It rarely comes down to the hand. I mean, the hands are a little bit like that, but his look really awkward and and, and troubling. So it's some sort of convulsion. I don't necessarily think it was a, a seizure, based on my discussions with uh, medical doctors, but I'm not certain. But it's a it's a disaster. Uh, Prime Video reported last night that he was discharged and was expected to travel back with the team. You also said after seeing uh, what happened, uh, fire the medical staffs and coaches. That is something that never happens. Like, I understand why no. you're why you're saying that, but <laughs> you, you know good and well that that's not one of the possibilities here. No, no. I, I mean, I... I I understand that, that, that there will probably not be any. Now, is it the medical staff or the coaching? Both, just like this doctor said. So so you think that the brother coach should get fired? Yeah. That, I, think, uh, I think because, well, it goes deeper. Because uh, he was fucked up last week on Sunday, then turned right back around on Friday and get another concussion. That's way too fast. And if you cared about your players, you wouldn't even have put them in. You wouldn't have sat there and said he it was his back when everybody clearly is they knew it wasn't his back. Okay, but wonder if the brother coach uh said something asked them asked the medical uh personnel about it and they said, Oh yeah, he's okay, he can play. So and the and the coach can put him in. So how is that the coach fault when the medical staff is is the and should be on the front line on that type of situation? You still you still the coach and you know your players. This this coach is saying that uh he treated him like his son, and he looks at him like his son. So if that was your son, you still going to put him in after that? The, the young brother coach said that? Whoever the coach is now. The brother. They just they just met. This is his first year. So how right, is that he like so, a son to him? So because they got real close, because the last coach wasn't a Tua fan. He didn't no. like Tua. He wanted to get rid of Tua. So they're saying this new coach, him and Tua, became real close, real tight, and he looks at Tua like his son. 
And this guy's like in his 30s. So how the hell <laughs> how the hell is Tua is his son? Like a son to hell. Hey, you already know he full of shit. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. How old is Tua? 23 or something like that? Uh, Mike McDaniel is who I'm talking about, the uh, brother. That's the one that's supposed to be like a quarter butt. After, you know, that Brian Flores situation, mm-hmm. uh, they hired him and they said, like, oh, you hired a white guy. And he said, no, he's like a quarter black. That's why I keep calling him the brother. OK. Yeah, no, uh, he, that's what they that's what they said. I don't know much about the uh, dude. He, but he's said, 30. He's 39. And and how old is Tua? Like 23, 24? Uh, let me see. Uh, Tua is 24. You have it. OK. So that's he. he that's like it's close. Sudden. It's close because these fifteen-year-olds <laughs> having babies now. Uh, punishment, sadly, for the people who put him out there. But uh, I'm letting people know that I believe there should be. Like, you just cannot mess with someone's life in their future like this. Um, and so I don't. I I can't imagine a patient trusting the doctor who made that call. I don't know who it is. I don't care and then the coaches should know better like i think even if you don't want to believe that it's a concussion to put your star quarterback in the future franchise to having an amazing season at risk of losing his season in week four because when you can tell as a coach he had a concussion is just like the most strategically ridiculous choice to ever make in the world. And so when the Dolphins maybe lose them for the season and they lose games, like this came, a coach should have been able to step in and say, I don't want to play it. Like it was that obvious to the public exactly. that someone without medical. No, I, I don't, I like half agree because like I just said, this is a young coach. This is his first, first, uh, first time being a head coach in the league, 39 years old. Do he have the power to do stuff like that when a higher yes. ups would tell him? No, yes. I don't think so. Well, hell, Jeff Peterson, uh, Jeff Peterson, Doug Peterson didn't even say shit to Carson Wentz when he was changing plays and doing a whole bunch of bullshit like that. They, they said he did, and that's why Carson Wentz didn't like him because he was he was coming. Then why he still kept changing the plays then? Because once the game starts, you can do whatever. I mean, no, shit. then why he don't sit your ass down if you keep changing my plays? And then you think, say that then you think, say that Carson I, that Jeffrey Lurie uh uh was Jeffrey Lurie and and uh Carson Wentz yeah yeah uh-huh. so 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 you don't you so, think that so they had so they had more invested in Carson Wentz than they had in the coach and that's why they rolled with the coach I mean the uh Carson Wentz mm-hmm. well that just proved that just remember proved what remember remember when um. Carson Wentz, after he had all that beef and he wasn't even talking to the coach, what kind of shit is that? Your head coach don't even talk to your quarterback or vice versa. Right. But then he he, he made a demand at the end of the season. Either the coach go or I go. They got rid of the coach, and then he turned around a couple weeks later and said, you know what, I still want to leave. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, like I said, no, what some, they need- some people in the league, some coaches in the league don't have that type of power. Bill Belichick, of course, you know he does. No, but what, what so, they need. They need independent doctors at these games. That way they're not leaning towards one team or the other. And if those doctors can say, like, this player can't play after a hard hit or a concussion, then they, that's the decision that's being made, regardless of what the team doctors say. Because the team doctor are probably just saying whatever they want to say just to keep their player in the game. Right. But didn't – didn't it wasn't it an independent doctor who uh, – who, um, it was a, a National Players Association doctor that that uh, okayed him to play. There this wasn't game. a team doctor. 
Yeah, it wasn't a team doctor. Right, so I'm talking about the first concussion. When he got up and then he fell to his knees, they should have had an independent doctor at the game that looked at him. No, that was the the Sunday game. The NFL Players Association exercises right to remove the independent neurological expert who was involved in the decision to clear Miami Dolphins quarterback Tua Tagovailoa to return to the game last Sunday after being evaluated for a head injury, according to a person familiar with the matter. So they had an independent doctor there. Well, he was a, a union doctor. But he wasn't uh, on one team or the other. Well, he was on team NFL, but he wasn't on one team or the other. But they, they, he okayed him to play, and now they want to get rid of him. Well, what I'm saying is have somebody, that, I guess somebody that's not hired by the NFL, but like, uh, I don't know what you call it when you, uh, they're independent. So, of course, they're getting a check from the military, uh, from the uh, NFL, but they're not like on a regular paycheck by the NFL. You know what I mean? It's kind of hard to explain. So that way is really no ties there because even if you look at the big picture, this guy, even though he's independent, but he's hired or works for the NFL, the the NFL is still trying to make money. So he could be still trying to help the NFL make money, not caring about people's health. Right. Training should know better. Can you explain to us uh, the second impact syndrome? Can you explain to us the dangers of what you're talking about there that you were saying he shouldn't play because that could happen? Yeah. So um, second impact syndrome is when uh, for some reason after a concussion that hasn't resolved, usually the next week or two, an athlete who's who's hiding symptoms um, will take another blow to the head and cause rapid swelling of their brain. And if they don't get taken to a hospital and their skull taken off for the swelling, uh, 50% die, 50% recover, 90% are changed for the rest of their life. So that's like the that's the most catastrophic outcome. But then now we just have to worry about if he if he's gotten past the window where he could die. Now we just have to worry about is he going to have 15 years of headaches like me that prevent him from ever going back on the field, or uh, got if he's, is he going to be lucky and and be you know not not have chronic symptoms? But even then. Think about you know, like we in America. I just I was just in Australia where they still put players back into a season after three concussions. And I made the point: we don't do this in America anymore. It's you know, guy gets two concussions in the season, a third one could ruin their career. You don't put them back in. So I don't see how you put them back in the season. Um, and I do I, unless they're going to keep trying to claim that he never had a concussion last week. But now, do you agree with that? Is he out for the season? I wouldn't say he's out for the season. But he's definitely going to miss at least like three games, at least, just to make sure he's straight three to four games. Okay. This should be season ending. If uh, I think with all this press and all that stuff, they're going to sit him out for the rest of the season. And it's bad, though, because uh, he's like on his last legs there. Like you said, um, I think it's best for him to, to get out of Miami also, which you had mentioned before earlier. Because he, he was having a good year for, yep. for him. Yeah. But no, all this stuff, all this controversy and stuff going on, it ain't just the people in sports. It's like, like I said, uh, they've been showing them crinkled fingers. Every news show I looked at, they've been showing them crinkled fingers. I didn't seen it like 20 times. Mm-hmm. And that, that wasn't from sports. So I don't think they'll will, will let him play this year. Even though he might be ready, like you said, he might be okay and everything. But all this controversy, no. Nah. I think if you have like a whole month of no contact, a month would be like four games. Right. You know what I mean? That should be enough time to then evaluate him and see if he can go. 
And if there's an inkling that he's still not right, then then fucking shelf him for the season. Mm-hmm. We care about Tua's future. Uh, I doubt very much that it will be a season ending. Your language here, I would say, is incendiary. You are saying things <laughs> more extreme than most when you say, when you write on Twitter, you guys should go to jail for letting him play five days after an obvious concussion you covered up. If he dies from second impact syndrome, I'm pushing for murder charges. You are saying, uh, I'm not hearing anyone speaking (laughs) this extremely from the medical community, but this is also something that's emotional and personal to you because of what, because of what you've endured. Correct. Yeah. And I'm not necessarily speaking for, from the medical community. That's me as somebody who's lived through this and knows that it doesn't have to be this way. Um, saying that, medical teams, medical staffs and teams have to take responsibility for people's lives. That's their job. And so when you make a colossal mistake like this, there, you know, there needs to be responsibility. Like, again, I'm, I'm yelling before the game and all week, don't play him. He could die. If he died, I would, I, I think the legal, you know, the, the legal world looks into this because medically he should not have been out there. But no one thinks this way. No one thinks he's going to die. This is not. That's the problem. That's that's literally the problem that no one thinks by making this mistake, he could die. And he's telling the truth right there. Right. And, and that's why you have to raise this. Like if you put someone out there and he dies because you made the wrong choice, somebody's got to take responsibility for that. Beyond that, I don't believe that many people other than you will be saying he's got to be out for the season. You understand that this is sort of baked into the (laughs) violence, into the violence of the sport, that it seems to me that even with their concussion protocols, that they're um, behind on how it is to treat this stuff. The problem is, like, no, 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 we've, I think we've taken a step back and we're, we're not conservative anymore because we haven't seen these outcomes in a few years where we screwed up somebody so badly because we made such a callous decision. So I think I'm trying to draw attention to this and as a line in the sand to say, please, for God's sake, don't let this happen again. I've been doing this for now 15 years. And I will tell you, I spent the beginning of this week visiting the widow of one of my college teammates who died with CTE. And and he and he played in the NFL. And I I uh, this is not the week to mess around on this issue. I I see what happens down the line of these guys. And if no one's gonna you know no one else is gonna say anything, I'll say it. We got to treat this thing like a life or death issue, or else people are gonna die. Can you explain to me the damages of two concussions in five days? If indeed he has two concussions in five days. When the brain's not allowed to, re- so when you have a concussion, a neurobat- neurometabolic cascade, a concussion occurs, a lot of things happen in the first few minutes, but still you have uh, chem- chemical and metabolic changes that last for days, weeks usually. And so it's basically an energy crisis in your brain. And if you bring that energy crisis in twice in a week, you're taking cell brain cells that were recovering and you're killing them. And so you're talking about permanent brain damage and cell death from two injuries at a time where you are all these, what you would have recovered from, you're no longer recovering from. And if I tell you he will be on a field again in a week or two weeks or three weeks, you say that's irresponsible. If he's, yeah, if he's on the field within a month, uh, we need to give up on the NFL uh, completely. I mean, it, it, I mean, at least a month for after what we've seen the last two weeks, like, I don't care who you are. Uh, and I, and frankly, it should be the whole season. 
Chris, I appreciate your time and I appreciate your dedication to this cause, sir. Thank you for making the time. Thank you, Dan. All right, that was it. All right, so uh, one one of the doctors that I work for that's a big uh, football fan, he was saying that it was so bad that he felt bad for the player and he felt bad that he was a fan of the NFL. He wanted to turn it off. And he was like, if, to if Tua would have been permanently damaged from that, he would have never watched football again. Uh, well, we don't know if he's permanently damaged or not. Well, he meant like when they rushed him to the hospital, like if he wouldn't uh, like have control of his uh, limbs and his fingers and shit. Because remember, they said he was uh, he strapped him in and they took him in. And then he, he had he did have control of his, uh, you know, his extremities and stuff. Right. But the way he was talking and doctor, I could tell, like, he really felt some type of way about that. Mm hmm. Yeah. So uh, yeah, this is our this is the longest Eagles postgame pregame show that we've had because it's normally like five minutes. <laughs> I mean, I mean, a, a concussion and then five days later, another concussion is crazy. Uh, That's just crazy to be to me. You ever have a concussion? No. I think I had two before, but they were like 10 years apart. Mm -hmm. And it was crazy when it happened to me. Like one time I, I was I was painting doing a job and I had to go under a crawl space. And it was weird to me that I had to crawl in and out of this crawl space. But once I crawl in, it opens up where I can stand up. Right. So I'm like, why the hell am I painting in here? Only only thing they're going to use is just spaces for maybe storage. But I kept crawling in and out. And then I came up too fast coming out and I hit the back of my head. And it was like a shock went through my whole body. And I was like, does you ever remember them cartoons where you had like the stars and the Tweety Birds on your head? Yes, I had that type of shit going on, and I and then I, and I tried to stand up, and I was like two of that first joint. I went back down. I was like, oh shit, and I just sat there. So then uh, when my boss came over, was talking to me, his name Luke. He like, yo, you all right? I was like, yo, my head is pounding right now, and I'm dizzy. I can't even stand up. He's like, well, just just take a break right there, and I just like chilled for a while before I like got myself together. So I can imagine doing that in five days from each other. Like that's crazy. Right. Right. Well, we'll be back at halftime. Uh, I don't know, Kim. Did did the hurricane uh, cross Jacksonville? I don't know. Uh, I, know I don't Florida's know. Florida's all too rough. Yeah, so I guess we'll find somebody if we can. I, I don't know, but uh, we'll be back at halftime. All right. -E okay, it's halftime. Philip is not here. Uh, he'll be back with us on the post-game show. The Eagles is winning 20-14. Some quick stats. Trevor Lawrence is 5 for 11, 75 yards, one touchdown. Rushing, we have Robinson, seven rushes for 26 yards. Travis Etienne is four carries for 14 yards. On receiving, we have Agnew, three receptions, 42 yards, one touchdown. And Arnold, one reception for 26 yards. On the Eagles side, we have Jalen Hurts, 10 for 15, 127 yards, one interception. Rushing, we got Miles Sanders, 14 carries, 58 yards. Jalen Hurts, 9 carries for 30 yards. And Kenneth Gainwell had one carry for 10 yards, and that was the touchdown that ended the second half. Receiving, we have A.J. Brown, three receptions, 62 yards. Dallas Goddard, three receptions for 41 yards. Uh, 
they listened to the Phil and Leroy the Judgmental Podcast and we told them to run. They started getting pass happy early, but towards the end of the first quarter, beginning of the second quarter, they started running the football and you see what happened. Now they, they're running when they were down by 14 points. So you got to start running the football and this weather. This weather, the ball is slippery as you see what happened with uh, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. The ball is slippery. The wind is blowing. You can't be throwing a football down the field. You gotta, you gotta start running the football in this weather. And as you see, when they started running the football, they moved the moved the ball down the field. I mean, it's not rocket science. That's that's simple. Uh, second half, they need to continue to run in the football. Continue with their defense pressure on on Trevor and uh. I I guess they kind of can stop uh, Jaguars uh, rushing. And, yeah, just keep running the football. They can't stop you. They can't seem to can't stop you running the football. And I would like to see our rookie uh, get a, get a, some more carries. Um, uh, Trevor, Trey Sermon, Trey Sermon, uh, he needs more carries because he looked good on a, on a, a run that he had. Continue giving him the football. All right, y'all, we'll be back. We'll be back at halftime. Philip will join us. Uh, I talked to a couple of people from Jacksonville or Jacksonville Jaguar fans. Um, I haven't, no one replied to me yet, so we'll see if we have someone joining us. And we'll be back on a post game show. All right, we back. Eagles won 29 to 21. Some quick stats. We have on the Jacksonville side, we have Trevor Lawrence, 11 for 23, 174 yards, two touchdowns, one interceptions. And how many fumbles? He fumbled the ball four times. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we got rushing. We got ETN, three rushes, 32 yards. On receiving, we got Kirk, two receptions, 60 yards. And uh, was that a touchdown? No, no, no. He didn't get a touchdown. It was Agnew with four receptions for 50 yards for two touchdowns. On the Eagles side, we got Jalen Hurts, 16 for 25, 204 yards. No TDs, one interception. We got rushing. We got Miles Sanders, 27 carries, 134 yards. Hurts, 16 two carries. Touchdowns. Uh, two touchdowns, yes. Uh, you got Hurts, 16 carries for 38 yards. On receiving, we have A.J. Brown, nine receptions for 95 yards, and Goddard, five receptions for 72 yards. Uh, bad first quarter. Bad first quarter with some shitty play calling. They got it right at the end of the first quarter. It's funny, the second. It's funny because when you text me about that shitty play calling, I was texting you the exact same thing. So our text is like fucking popped up right next to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, they started running the football, which is good. We were saying run the damn football. This weather, this weather with this wind, why the hell you think you can pass the football uh, uh, down the field like that? And I when Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts got that pick six, I said, good. That's just what you needed. That's just what you get for throwing a football like that. Why would these, you do that? These guys always think they're the smartest person in the room. Common sense say when it's bad weather, the, the is wet, you run the ball. You don't force the issue in the air. You right. got wind, you got the ball being slippery with people dropping it or just the ball slipping out of the quarterback hand. Like you said, my man fumbled four times, uh, Trevor Lawrence. Yep. That's because the ball's slippery. So why is you still trying to throw it? 
Uh-huh. Well, semi OC because they were losing. Oh, please. <laughs> you had a 14 nothing lead. Why you just when when the Eagles scored the seven points, why weren't you just running the football? That's mm-hmm. what I would have did. Yep. All right, so what are your thoughts on the game? Um, it was a good game. The defense stepped up because the offense, it took them a while to get it rolling to realize, you know what I mean, just run the goddamn ball because they can't stop us. Um, it's good to see Miles Sanders get some carries because he hardly ever get any touches like that. 27, I can't tell you the last time he got 27. But it didn't say career high in touches, so he must have got 27 or more before. But I never see him get more than, like, 16 to 18 touches. Right. Uh, and then, yeah. And then uh, it was a good game, you know what I mean? Depend, you know, weather being bad, we played pretty good. I would have liked to see uh, Devontae get some more looks. Right. Uh, it was somebody on uh, Twitter. Well, he 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 talked to me on Facebook, and he think it's a problem that the Eagles uh, <laughs> don't score in the second half. I said, no, it's not. Nothing's wrong with them. They're not a go for the kill type of team. They never was. See me, I'm gonna put up as much points as I can. Right. So the doctor, the doctor, when we talked about it, he said we might be in trouble because it's two weeks in a row we ain't scoring the second half. I said, if you put enough points up in the first half, that's all right. Right. As long as that's, your defense plays solid and they playing catch up, it's all right. That's what we do. They, right. That's what we do. We yep. always uh, just just sit back. They'll, they'll score enough and sit back and just just run run out the clock pretty much. Yep. No, it ain't. They, they don't have a problem with scoring in the second half. Mm-hmm. And then he tweeted today, oh, it's about time they scored in the second half. They have no problem scoring the football. <laughs> he sound like a hater. We're one of the top five teams in scoring. So what So what do we need to be number one so we can score in the second half? I guess so. Like, now, now, if you're kicking somebody's team in the first half with points and then you got your quarterback dropping back and get hurt, they're going to look at you like you're crazy. Why are you throwing the ball in the second half if you got yep. a lead like that? Yep. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, um, th- hopefully this game shows them that they have to run the football, keep a more balanced offense. They probably mm-hmm. go back. They probably go back past happy next week. <laughs> right. They probably go back to passing it. So next week, speaking of next week, we have uh, the Eagles going against the Arizona Cardinals. What are your thoughts on this game, Phil? The Cardinals got weapons, but they haven't been able to put it together. So, uh I think we can beat them, but this might be our first L if they put it together. Our quarterbacks are pretty much similar. I mean, our quarterback is throwing a little bit better than than their quarterback right now, but their quarterback got more time in the league and usually been, you know, a longer stretch of playing at a higher level. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and they got receivers. They don't really got no running game, but they got deep. They got deep receivers. Defense. Defense is uh, okay. Our defense is better than okay. Our defense is pretty good right now. So, uh, yeah, I think we can win. I think it'll be a close one. But uh, I can see us also taking our first L with a close one. Okay. So uh, you predicting the Eagles lose, huh? Well, I'm a chair for us to win. <laughs> but if we're going to lose, this will probably be the time right now. Shit, what they say? When, since 2004, we ain't start off 4-0? Right. Hopefully we'll speak to our boy uh, Ryan Gutierrez, a uh, Cardinals fan, next week. 
uh, this week we had someone that was supposed to come on with his Jacksonville fan, but uh, they didn't show. I can understand why because if you're a Jacksonville, <laughs> you're a Jacksonville Jaguar fan. What else you got to talk about? Did you see the uh, the brother in the crowd that they zoomed in on cursing he, and, and slamming the thing? Yeah, you've been cur- <laughs> you've been cursing the team for damn near ten years. Uh. <laughs> like, why would you get upset that they lost? I mean, you they used to losing. <laughs> we can we can joke and stuff like that because uh, back in the day we couldn't because that was our team and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's what I told Shay. I said because she said they bums. I said, well, they playing pretty good this year. They got a good defense, a young offense. Uh, their their coach Doug Peterson, our old boy, got them playing pretty good. So they're not look like the shitty team they've been for the last couple years. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, I don't have anything else uh, much to talk about. Do you? Nah. Yeah. It was a it was a good one, good uh comeback one, and mm-hmm. goes to show you that they they can come back. But if they would have stuck with the shit that we told them about before the before the game started, they wouldn't have had they wouldn't have been down fourteen points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that defense, that's what I said. That defense bailed us out because they put the clamps on, start getting that ball back for us. I think like two or three of those possessions, we got the belt ball back like inside the fifty. So it helps the offense right there. Right. The coach, I think the coach still gambles too much because even with that last possession, why you ain't just kick the field goal? Yeah, that's what I said. That's what right. I text you about. Yeah. yeah. Even though they did score. No, no, no. I'm talking about the last possession. We didn't score in the last one. They stopped us on downs. Oh, oh, oh. But okay, that shit was yeah, like yeah. a 30 yard field goal. Yeah, but they that, said because of the wind was uh, going against him. That's why oh, he did please. He just hit like a 45 yarder, though. But they was he was the going. side of the field? Yes. Mm-hmm. That that was in the third quarter. That was yeah, because that was that uh roughing the kicker, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the end of the third quarter, and they took the penalty for the fourth quarter. So they were going, they were they was uh they weren't going against the wind then. So that's why they said they wouldn't go for it. They didn't uh kick a field goal. That's the reason why they went for it because he was going against the wind. But like you said, a thirty yard kick that's not really that far. Mm-hmm. But yeah, all right, we got producer. Of the drill Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 10, 10 a.m., hosted by Dan Hickerson and Mike Prosser. Hopefully, I pronounced his name right. No, nah, you butchered their name, man. Hosted by Dan Hicken and Jeff Prosser. Oh, I said Prosser. <laughs> All right, there we going from Jaguars today, 10 a.m. to noon, with Mike Dempsey and Fat Tony Smith on 1010XL. That's 1010 a.m. and 92.5 FM on your radio dial. Here we go. We got Mr. E.T. How you doing, Mr. E.T.? It was good, homie. How you doing, man? I'm good. Now, I saw the video of you cussing. <laughs> cussing. <laughs> My thing is, uh, what the hell? You already, you should be used to this, right? Man, don't, like, I, <laughs> like, every day is a new day, man. Every day is a new day. <laughs> so, like, and I, I just have hope in my uh, my boys, man, like. You know, but they just disappoint me all the time. So that's just who I am. I'm a diehard. Okay. Now, how did you, uh, what was your thoughts of the game? Uh, I ain't gonna lie. We we opened up strong. We had a 14 9 lead. I already thought we were gonna win. So, you mm-hmm. know, I was gonna start tweeting. I was gonna start tweeting crazy. You know, this the best team. This is supposed to be the best team. This, that, and third. But uh, I knew, I knew better. You know what I'm saying? It was still early. I think we were up 14-0 in the first quarter. There was still three three quarters left. And sure enough, one thing about it, sometimes Jaguars are going to Jaguar. And, 
you know, although I, I do think this is a new time and a new age, but we still have some of our same ways, man. And we find ways to lose games. And when Trevor turns the ball over five times, there's no way you're going to win. Well, the odds are slim to none. Yeah, uh, don't get discouraged at a game because it's not the team. Well, the team did play bad, but, you know, it's we're, uh, it's raining here and it's windy. So what, the, what they should have did when they have that 14 and nothing lead, okay, and the Eagles scored and they got the ball back, what they should have did is start a run game, just like how the Eagles did. You can't throw the football down the field in this weather. You can't – the quarterback can't hold a football like this during this weather because he'll turn it over. And that was a problem right there. So you can't say it was the team did bad. It's just it was like the weather really messed you up. And they well, ne- they I didn't mean, they didn't they didn't uh, change their game plan for the weather like the Eagles well, did. I, say, when, I didn't say the team. I don't say the team did bad. Mm-hmm. We lost for one reason and one reason only. Let's be real. Trevor lost us that game. No, the team the team played well. Well, they played well enough to win. Trevor no, ball, my man, Trevor turned the ball over five times. I, I get it. Trevor, That's because of the weather, though. It, the Eagles had to play in the same weather, bro. And they, they ran the football. The the, the, their okay. running back had twenty seven carries. My man, Trevor was couldn't even get the snap off. He was fumbling the snap. He was dropping the ball. He was fumbling, bro. Trevor lost us the game. He fumbled four times. What are you talking about? So he fumbled you, the ball four times. So you're Did running you back. The game? Yeah, you're running back. You can't if you can't get the if you can't get the running back the ball. Trevor fumbled the ball four times. Four oh, times. Oh, okay, so your running back had eight carries. You don't think that's a problem? My man, the problem was Trevor fumbled the ball four uh, okay. times. Uh, okay, I, I give you that one. That's one. The second one is your running back having eight carries. Okay, but my man, Trevor turned the ball over five times. How, like what, there's, once you, when you turn the ball over, and the other team is scoring. You can't just run the ball. You can't. Y- yes, you can. Yes, you can if you have a fourteen and nothing lead. <laughs> At that point, we weren't. We weren't up fourteen nothing. <laughs> we were up fourteen nothing. No. Like, all right, man. All right. No, I I just okay. can't. I can't. Uh, I can't put it all on Trevor. It was just bad, bad uh, game planning. When, like I said, the Eagles, look, look, the Eagles at the, the first quarter, the first quarter was some shitty football for the Eagles. At the end of the first quarter, the beginning of the second quarter, they started running the football. And look what happened. They was moving the football down the field. Now, you had your, our quarterback through a pick six. They yeah, At the end of the first the quarter. First, they, the first drive, like, early in the game, bro. Exactly. Yeah, because they the had, only turnover that they had, man. He had, no, he had no business throwing the football down the field like that anyway. That's my, that's what I'm trying to say. At the end of the first so, so, quarter, <laughs> beginning of the second quarter, they started running the football, and look what happened. You lost. That's right. why. I, I, we lost because we so, – so, so Trevor not turning the ball over five times is not the reason we lost. That, that's one of the reasons, but like I said, okay. you have that's a running the, back. The prime, that's the prime, my man, that's the primary reason we lost, because Trevor turned the ball over five times. Mind you, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Trevor. I'm a big mm-hmm. fan of Trevor. However, when your quarterback turns the, over five, turns the ball over five times, now it wasn't the team turning the ball over five times. Trevor turned it over five times. And when your quarterback turns it over five times, you're not going to win the game. Because especially when the opposing team is scoring off of those turnovers, you're talking about some run the ball, run the ball, bro. Mm-hmm. You can't just run the ball if you're down. Like you have to, you have to throw the ball. You have to. 
I understand that the weather played a role. And that was a, that's why Trevor probably turned the ball over five times. The ball was slipping out of his hand. He couldn't hold on to it. However, at the end of the day, he turned the ball over five times due to the weather, sure. The same weather that the Eagles played in. However, the Eagles were able to – the quarterback – y'all's quarterback didn't fumble the ball four times, did they? They did ran they? the football. They, they ran no, the football. But, but, but did your quarterback fumble the ball four times? He didn't fumble he, the football. But, uh, exactly, uh, because he, he was ran. able to hold on to the – he was able to hand the ball out to his quarterback. Mm-hmm. There was a time where Trevor couldn't even get the snap because he fumbled it. Did, we, or did you see that game? Are we watching the same game? Yes, but when, when, when Trevor rolled out, there was absolutely nobody out. When he was running the football, he fumbled. It was no, it wasn't forced. He fumbled. Were you watching that game? ETN had eight eight carries for thirty two yards. To, wait, man, wait, 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 hold, hold on. Let, let me finish. You got ETN had eight carries for thirty two yards. He averaged four yards a carry, so he can run the football, right? Yes or no? Sure, absolutely. Okay, so and, and Robinson. So uh, the reason. So, right. oh, wait, wait, let me ask you a question real quick. Uh-huh. So we lost the game because we didn't run the ball. That's one of the reasons. Yes. Well, you got a fourteen-point lead, and it's weather. Yes. You wanted, to run the, you wanted to run the ball the entire game because we're up fourteen nothing in the first quarter. Well, damn, the Eagles did it. <laughs> the Eagles pretty much yeah. did that. How many passing attempts did your quarterback have? Um, twenty-five. Okay, twenty-five. So, and how many rushing attempts did they have as a team? Rushing attempts? Oh, my goodness. That's, like 50? Uh, like no, it's more like, uh, hold on, that's, uh, it's close to 50, like 47, uh, 48. So let's yeah. call it 50. So, let's take away his 25 passing attempts. <laughs> like, you think they would win the game by, if they ran the ball 75 times, bro? <laughs> No, no, they only they ran the ball. The ball they he ran he threw the ball when he had to. Right? Oh, all right, man. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> so next week, uh who the the Jaguars play next week? The Texans. All right, now what's your thoughts on that game? Uh we're still a team that's learning how to win and learning, you know, just how to play together. It's a brand new team, it's a brand new roster. And it's a division game, and the Houston Texans are not playing bad. You know, not not as bad as I thought that they would be playing this year. So, it, it, like, and we really we really don't know who we are. Trevor's coming off of a tough game. You know, he might be in his head. Ain't no telling what's going to happen next week. So, like, I'm not going to to mark a W in the win column for next week. Absolutely not. Okay. So, uh, yeah, don't be that hard, man. <laughs> hey, hey, look. You 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 cussing and hollering. I mean, uh, you do yeah, that man, every that, week, all, right? All of that's all that's for sure, man. That's just sure, I, man. I know. I'm, I'm joking around with you, but y'all, uh, you used to losing. I mean, can one game can one game get you that upset? Man, listen, bro. Like, relax. Like, as far as used to losing, like that is something that we're accustomed to here in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. However, that doesn't mean I can't have high hopes. You, like, I don't go in the game <laughs> thinking that we're gonna lose. Honestly, where where are you based out of Philly? Yes. All right, like, like I can't, like y'all y'all do have a Super Bowl, and you know I'd say that y'all are a winning franchise. However, I'm not. I'm regardless of of, of our past, I'm never going to go in a game expecting to lose. You know, like I'm going to. You know, we're not going to lay down as a, as a, as a team and as a fan. Like I'm not going to just sit here and lay down. So I expect my team to to go out and play in hopes of winning. 
So like, hey. what do you want me to do? Just, just, oh, all right, well, we're going to lose. That ain't me. There are people like that, but it's not me. Right. Well, uh, you know, the Eagles has been bad for years. So this is our time where we get to do this, where we get to uh, make fun of. Y'all won a Super Bowl like two years ago, man. Relax. Oh, that was before. Yeah, that's what I mean. But you don't remember ab- before those years, all, no, of, all the crap that we fo- had to deal with. I don't follow yeah. Eagles football, but I'm sure it hasn't been as bad as the Jaguars. Not as bad, but it was it was pretty bad. Hey, look, we won four games last year. Uh, no, the year before last, before we went to the playoffs, Doug Peterson's last year. We won four games that year. So yeah, y'all y'all got y'all have a good coach. Y'all have a good coach. Uh, Trevor Lawrence isn't a bad quarterback. Uh, good wide right receivers there. The defense is pretty good. Your defense isn't bad at all. So uh, yeah, you can't really don't don't be that uh, down on them that bad. But it's just one game, man. And it was you know like although you know even with the five turnovers, I still think that we had chances to win. And you know again, yeah, yes. Trevor. Trevor turned the ball over, like, regardless of, of, you could say, the weather, whatever you want to blame it on. At the end of the day, our quarterback turned the ball over five times, and I don't think you can win a football The the chances to win a football game when you turn the ball over five times is slim to none. True. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Before we uh, carry on, uh, how's you and your family? Did you uh, get into the hurricane over there? Appreciate you. Appreciate you for asking. No, everything is fine. It's fine over here. Um, fortunately, where 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 I'm at, we weren't hit too hard. However, um, folks of uh, South Florida, mainly uh, Fort Myers, they were hit real bad. And you know, they need a lot of people. You know, would need y'all's thoughts and prayers because these are things that aren't easy to deal with, and they're not things that you can control. Right. Right. So uh, yeah, my uh, the host, the other host, uh, Philip wasn't couldn't be able to be on here. I was trying to get us to audition for your uh, one of your spots on your radio show. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll we'll get to our show. Will be us get to laugh at Jaguars fans. So yeah, I mean, like we took a hill. I'm not sure how far you would have made on any of my shows, but. <laughs> so uh there's a, a video of you um you were running up and down the stadium uh, arena football league is that arena football where you were at yes yeah. mm-hmm. uh, was that recent um that was uh earlier this year yeah oh, okay so they still do arena football i thought that was uh done with because we don't have a yeah. team here anymore yeah no arena football is still alive and well um that's the uh, Jacksonville Sharks. Shout out to the Sharks. I'm the on-field MC for the Jacksonville Sharks. So oh, okay. The video you're referencing of me in the arena running around. It's just me doing what I'm doing, just spreading energy and making sure that people enjoy their experience. I try to give folks a, the ultimate fan experience. Now, this is uh, the AFL? Um, the NIL, I believe. No, or it could be the AFL. I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah, uh, I used to always was a fan of arena football. I liked the video game, and I always liked going to arena football. I always had fun there. I always yeah, they're had fun definitely going to fun. They're, they're, they're definitely fun games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so thanks for joining us, Mr. E.T. Uh, can you give us your social media? Um, you know, I'm on Twitter at I am E to the T, and on Instagram at E to the T, man. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure going back and forth with you about why Trevor Lawrence lost this game. Yeah, uh, yeah. Give us a shout out on uh, your radio show and tell them that 
you can't really blame uh, Trevor Lawrence. It's more on the weather. And and bring up how you, your running back only had eight damn carries, and, but he averaged four yards a carry. Right. But y'all played in the same weather. But, all right. Got and he ran, and our and our running back had 27 carries. Right. So what'd that got tell you? you? Gotcha. <laughs> and you had a lead. And you could have ran you. a football. Gotcha. It's easy to say that from the winning perspective, bro. But yeah, you got it. No, we we was losing. No, well, listen. I'm gonna send you the I'm gonna see you the podcast right now. We on this this podcast we do a pregame, a halftime, and a postgame. The pregame show, Philip and I said that how they needed to run the football. Uh, halftime, I mentioned about running the football on a halftime. The same thing. You'll see it. I mentioned that we already talked about running the football because the Eagles have a problem with getting real pass happy. That's the Eagles' problem, get real pass happy and don't don't utilize the running game. And the thing about the running game is uh, they have a good uh, – Miles Sanders have a good uh, uh, yards per carry average. So we always say why you're not using them if you have a good yards per carry average. So uh, we'll mention stuff about the run game on here before the game even started. I mean, anybody who knows football understands that when the weather, when there's inclement weather, you run the football. Anybody who knows football understands. Yeah. That. Yes. And so I mean, I mean, like we're that's a a, a moot point. <laughs> all right, Mr. Et. Uh, also, give a shout out to all your radio uh, hosts. And uh, give a, a shout out to the to, to the cons because the Jaguars is one of my favorite sports franchises because I like uh, all elite wrestling. <laughs> so based out of Jacksonville, based out of Jacksonville also. So, uh, all right. Again, thanks for having me. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right. Well, all right, y'all. You can reach us on Facebook, Twitter and TikTok at PNL Judgmentals. Instagram at the two underscores judgmentals, or you can email us at pnljudgmentals at gmail.com. Also, uh, everyone, we do we are on YouTube. Search PNL Judgmentals and we we should come up. So uh yeah, we are on did I say Twitter or face uh, face, uh YouTube? You say YouTube. All right, YouTube, yeah. We are on YouTube. I always forget to mention uh, that we're on YouTube, so you can reach us on YouTube also. Our episodes will be there other than the music episodes because that's Spotify exclusives. But everything else, you can re- you can uh, listen to it on YouTube also. So, all right, Phil. Start. Peace out.